Listening to KRUI in Iowa City, 89.7 FM, and streaming online at KRUI.FM. My name is Justin Comer. The show is called I Hear I See. It's a show celebrating uh, music and other talents here in Iowa City. And I've got two guests on tonight. Can you guys talk into the mics real quick? Hello. Yes, I hear myself. I hear you. Hi, yeah. Okay, I got the right mics. Good. Okay, would you like to introduce <laughs> yourselves real quick? All right. So, Will, it's making gestures saying that I should start. Um, hi, my name is Carlos Cotallo Solares. Ah, wait. No, you got it right. That's no, no, name. no. I know, I know. Yeah, the headphone was janky, <laughs> so I couldn't hear anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> you sound great. Don't worry. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm a local composer. I'm doing my PhD at the University of Iowa, and I'm from Spain. That's why I have this accent. And... <laughs> Uh, I live in Germany for a while, and I guess that's it. Yeah, we can dig into more stuff as we go. Uh, <laughs> Carlos is the other I Hear I See host. This is his first time on the radio show with me, but this is mainly a concert series, and he and I have been doing this for a few years now. Uh, and our second guest is... Hi, my name is Will Yeager. Uh, I'm also a student at the university. Um, this is the first year of my uh, DMA uh, in double bass performance. Um, so I actually, I just moved to Iowa uh, this past August. Yeah, so you've been here for like six months now. Yeah. How are you liking it? It's it's pretty cool. Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's much cooler than I expected, <laughs> um, which is not an indictment of Iowa City. I just like, I had no, like I didn't actually think about the city itself at all. I just sort of like visited the school and it was actually on the drive up here. I came with a friend who was. Well, have you like looked what's going on in Iowa? Have you like seen what cool? I'm like I have I have no Not idea. Not at all. <laughs> I, I found a place to live, and I guess we'll find out. So it's you know it is it is uh, it's been pretty cool so far. Yeah. All right. So uh, I don't really prepare for interviews. This is only the second time I've had anyone in the studio with me. Uh, I had Christine Burke on a few weeks ago. Um, this is the tenth episode of I Hear I See Radio. Woo! By the way, Ooh, yeah. this is a milestone. <laughs> We're in the double digits. Uh, yeah, so I don't prepare anything. This is a really un... un uh, I was going to say unprofessional, but what I mean is uh, unstructured conversation between the three of us. Um, yeah, so let's start with how we started playing music as individuals. Oh, okay, so, not, not together. Not together. That's not that interesting. But we will get to that. <laughs> All right, so Carlos, you're from Spain. Yeah. So, so how'd you get started? I'm from Spain. Um, so I started playing violin when I was six. Um, I guess there was always a lot of music in my house. My dad plays guitar and harmonica and stuff like that. Um, and my mom really likes classical music. Um, so yeah, I was kind of getting both like Mozart and... Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. Um, what was the second thing you said? Led Zeppelin. Oh, Led Zeppelin. So. <laughs> and yeah, and I mean, in Spain, there's the music school system is very 
is like state funded. Um, so yeah, so while I was doing primary school and high school, I was going to school of music in the evenings. Um, and then, yeah, then eventually I decided I wanted to study composition. So at first my plan was to do it in Spain, but I ended up going to Germany. So I did my bachelor's in Freiburg, which is near Switzerland. And then I did my master's in Berlin. And then by various circumstances, I ended up coming here for my PhD. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, I don't play much violin now. Um, so now mainly if I play anything, it's guitar and bass, either in rock or in noise improvisation context, I guess. Yeah. If you are a regular listener to this program, you've heard some of that in the past. Uh, a few weeks ago, I played some stuff by the band Wombat, which is the three of us. <laughs> <laughs> a great band. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's hear Will's backstory. Where did you start playing music? Um, I started somewhat late. Um, I didn't really have, uh, aside from an aunt of mine, um, any, anybody else in my family that was a musician. Um, not to say that music wasn't around, but it was... I don't recall as a child ever thinking it was something that I could could do. Um, just didn't occur to me. Um, but uh, when I was about 15, I had a friend that played guitar and a friend that played drums. Um, and so naturally, um, I decided that I should play bass. So, yeah, so, you had but, to fill a role. Yeah, ex- exactly. <laughs> I, I had to be of use. Um, <laughs> um, so... so uh, like Carlos, uh, Led Zeppelin played a very important role as, as being my, my quickly my favorite band. Oh yeah. Um, so I was playing I was playing bass guitar, like really into Led Zeppelin and Metallica, stuff like that. Uh, but I also really quickly and just really liked playing the bass. So I was, um, you know, trying to find out like who good bass players were and, and stuff like that, uh, which led me to. Um, like Victor Wooten. Oh, yeah. Know, yes. They look <laughs> yep. like in the Fleck Tones. That was, that was a big deal. At a we were talking about them before we started recording. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I, my, the friends that I started playing with, we actually, we maybe played together like a few times. We, there was never really a band. Um, but <laughs> Informal. That's right. Um, we, we never played a gig or anything like that. Not even like a crappy like house show or anything. Um, I, just, I, I love house shows. I should, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, it's okay. Um, we play lots of crappy gigs. <laughs> crappy gigs are my yeah. bread and butter. <laughs> oh yeah, the lifeblood. Um, so I was just like really into playing bass. So I was like, I like learned most of like Victor Wooten's first like solo record, just doing all this like two handed tap, you know, tap things that like nobody. That is like. actually like a really <laughs> yeah, tough place to start. <laughs> it, it's 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 weird, right? Yeah. Um, so that's what I was into. Like I. It like could, I hadn't played mute like bass with people, but I was doing this like you know solo bass stuff. Um, so I, I was just really interested in, in playing, um, and that kind of some at some point led to, um, and then like Jaco Pistorius, and sort of found my way to jazz from that. And then I became very interested in jazz, and that's when I wanted to play the double bass. So like I, I saved money for a couple of years and finally bought one like right before I finished high school, and and I went to. Went to school for it and all that. Right. So you weren't really playing the the upright bass until college. Yeah, I went to like a small school, like where I just kind of showed up and was like, "I'm a music major." Yeah. And they were like, <laughs> "Cool." 
You know, I did not. I, there was no audition I could have passed. I was <laughs> playing like for like three months. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so it, it assists because of sort of late start to all, you know, because I didn't have orchestra or anything in high school. Mm-hmm. I, I was I played trumpet in band. Oh. Um, yeah. I don't think we said where you're from. You are from. Oh yeah, yeah. I uh, I grew up in East Tennessee. Yeah. So around Knoxville. Yeah. So not, I, I don't know the actual name of the small town where you say you're from. I, I just tell people Knoxville. Yeah. I, I'm originally from from Harriman. Okay. Um, I think you have told me that before, but it's hard <laughs> to remember. <laughs> it's a yeah a real city city on a hill. Mm-hmm. A beacon. Yeah. Um, so I you know I ultimately did my my masters at, at University of Tennessee in Knoxville. So in a in a way I just feel like I've just been like trying to catch up and learn how to play. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been really active the past few months that you've lived here, so I think you're. Doing yeah. a good job. Oh, cool. <laughs> I've seen you playing jazz gigs and stuff all the time. So, yeah, you're keeping at it. <laughs> uh, so we both talked about Led Zeppelin. Uh, <laughs> have either of you read the book Hammer of the Gods? No. Uh, no of it, but okay. I have not read it. Well, it's not that interesting if we haven't all read it. <laughs> uh, it's just like a biography thing about their, you know, their heyday. Huh. Talks about the shark incident. Oh, yeah. You guys familiar with that? I'm yeah, kind of. vaguely aware. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that we should talk about it on the radio. <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. Well, I've got a lot of music from you guys that we can play. Um, maybe we can start with the improvisation that Carlos gave me. All right. Uh, the file was labeled bass improv. Yes. Do you so, have anything to say about this? Yeah. So this was. Uh, what year was this? Um, it was like. Probably my first year in Berlin, so this might be like five years ago or something like that. And I just ran into this recording like a couple of days ago because I was like trying to sort things out in my computer. And yeah, so this was me improvising with a five-string bass and like a multi-effects unit. And the plan was actually that for a while, like every day I was going to record an improvisation. It only happened one day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but what I did was that I started improvising and I did one take um, and then I just kind of like keep like doing kind of the same thing but like doing it more and more the way I wanted it until so this was probably like take like 21 or something um, so yeah I just kept kind of doing the same improvisation until I was happy with it and yeah so it's all just one take um, just the bass and a bunch of effects and yeah, and I was thinking today that like I would actually like to start doing this. Maybe not every day. <laughs> well, it sounds like kind of an involved process, so I don't blame you for not doing it. Every yeah, day. no, but I mean, I if have you're almost, recording it that many times. Yeah, but I have almost no recording improvisations, so I think that would be a nice project to. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, so let's hear it. This is Carlos improvising on a five-string bass around five years ago. Let me start again. <laughs> I didn't have the uh, the channel turned on on the mixer. This is live radio, folks. Here we go.
All right, that was Carlos Cotayo Solaris improvising on the bass. Here's a public service announcement, real quick. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to go hiking in Patagonia, ride camels in Morocco, eat sushi in Japan, or learn how to surf in Australia? Stop wondering. Take the first step towards immersing yourself in another culture by visiting the Office for Study Abroad. During the resource room walk-in hours from 9 to 5, you can meet with a peer advisor to start exploring the opportunities that are waiting for you. The University of Iowa sponsors over 140 study abroad programs scattered across nearly every continent, ranging from one week to one year. You can meet general education, major and minor requirements, or earn elective credit towards graduation. You can even combine study abroad with an internship or work abroad after graduation. For more information, come visit the Office for Study Abroad Resource Room in the University Capital Center. That's in the Old Capitol Mall on the first floor next to Beat the Bookstore. Study abroad. Ten years from now, what will you be glad you did? Study abroad, everybody. There you go. It's probably I'm... the longest public service announcement I've ever heard on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, when I was in Germany, somebody suggested that I should do a, an Erasmus um, semester to Spain, which would have been kind of hilarious, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Study abroad at your parents' house. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, sorry. T- in 10 years, you'll be glad that you... Yeah, I mean, I'm very glad house. that I went to study abroad, actually. Okay, so uh, we did not really decide what we were going to talk about next. I've got some stuff, some recordings of Will improvising on the bass as well. If you want to, we can make a direct comparison. <laughs> can, we, can we take calls on this show? Uh, we have call, people call in and offer we can, but constructive I don't, I don't really know how to do it. <laughs> at, at some point, we should like plan a call-in show. Or like a Twitter, oh. Twitter poll for whose <laughs> bass improvisations are, are better. That, that would be a lot easier to pull off. If you guys want to tweet us, it's at I hear I see. And uh, you can use um, hashtag Carlos is better at the bass or <laughs> hashtag Will is better at the bass and we'll uh, tally the votes. I mean, um, I'm pretty convinced that Will is better at the bass. I'm, I'm very impressed that you could actually play the Victor Wood and stuff. I had no idea. Yeah, that, that, was, that is like... Yeah. Uh, that was a... And you it's were playing that like ago. like within the first couple years of playing the yeah. instrument. <laughs> I, I had a lot of free time at that age. Yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> um, yeah, but I would argue that as bad as I am as a guitar player and as a bassist, I I compensate by buying very nice pedals and making noises with them. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, experimenting, getting crazy. <laughs> That's how I uh, make up for my shortcomings on the saxophone is just like try <laughs> learn how to do the weirdest things I can and then, that's right. And then when people see me play it they're like, "Wow, I can't do that. I've never done that before." <laughs> and that makes them think that I'm better than yeah. I am. Yeah. The, le- the less context they have, the less they can judge you. <laughs> right. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. If you just like go as weird as you can with your mm-hmm. music and then you know, there's no reference points anymore, so you can't be compared to anyone. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's the way to do it. We're giving everybody our inside scoops yeah, here. You stay this in, is the, how in the we, fringe. You're bulletproof. This is how you <laughs> fake it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let's let's actually just play one of those will recordings here. I'm going to play the first one, 
if that's good. Sure. These, these are kind of untitled improvisations. I just have Roman numeral numbers attached to them. If you uh, want to tweet some titles. Yeah, you can, uh, again. Audience participation. At I hear I see. <laughs> uh, use hashtag, this is a good title for this one. <laughs> uh, do you have Do you have any uh, things to say before I play uh, this? Yeah, actually. So yeah. these are some uh, clips from a uh, soon-to-be-released uh, record. Ooh. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is uh, myself and a good friend of mine um, from back in, back home in, in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, Matt Nelson, um, who is also a great bassist. Um, and so we uh, had always wanted to do something together. Uh, so back 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 home in, in Tennessee over the last couple of years, uh, mostly Matt kind of spearheaded it, but. Me and some and a few other guys were sort of part of this. Uh, we, we we tried to really make an effort to sort of carve out a scene um, for you know freely improvised music. Um, so we had we Matt and I uh, curated a house shows together for a, I guess only the last two years, and then we um, Matt organized a monthly residency at one of the the venues in Knoxville, the Pilot Light. Um, so we'd always gotten together to play duos and we'd done it live a few times. So when I, uh, was getting ready to leave town, you know, this is something we, we had to do. We always had talked about cutting a record. So, uh, we finally did it a few months before I left. So we have the takes, um, and, uh, it's, uh, up to me to decide which ones I like the best. So like the reason it is still languishing is because of, of my not getting back to the, to Matt and the other, and the, the other guys, um, so we, we, we have, uh, I think I picked some of the good ones to, sh- to share tonight, but they're all Roman numerals, so who knows. Right, I have, uh, I have one, two, three, and eleven. <laughs> so this is number one. I'm going to play it right now.
Okay, so uh, my verdict between the two bass improvisations, uh, I'm going to say they can't be compared because they're completely different. Uh, however, uh, Will's recording has double the bass because Matt Nelson is playing with you. That's right. So that it's gives really you. Fair. I think that gives you the edge because you have two bases in your recording. But I have. Well, first of all, I have five strings, so that should give me some advantage. Oh, that's true. That's and true. But, but total, you have eight strings. Well, but, I'm pointing at Will right now for the listeners. But, this is not. A, this is an audio medium. I was using a lot of delay with a lot of feedback, so it could be argued that with every repetition, there's one more bass. Oh, therefore, that I would is have. Good. Almost infinite amount of bases. <laughs> but you don't remember how many delay pedals, right? No, I think it was like four or something. Okay, but, four. Yeah. And then each of those four pedals is like repeating yeah. like several times. So, so there you go. It's the equivalent of having like a like, hundred yeah. bases at least. <laughs> <laughs> at least. <laughs> the battle continues. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, we're going to need to take some input from the listeners now so please tweet us at, at i hear i see i have gotten zero mentions so far <laughs> uh, i'm gonna need you to weigh in on this battle of the bases please uh what time is it we're gonna get to the weather a little early and then we can move on so it's 7 30 which means on krui it's time for me to tell you about the weather uh currently the temperature is seven degrees fahrenheit and it feels like negative five Fahrenheit. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, humidity is 57%. I don't know that that matters. And the wind is moving at eight miles per hour. It's very cold. Put on more clothes, please. But uh, most of you are probably inside watching the Super Bowl, <laughs> which the three of us are very excited about, which is why we're here recording yes. at a radio <laughs> studio. <laughs> This might also have something to do with why you're getting no Twitter comments. <laughs> yeah, normally my Twitter will be exploding right now. We've got so many people listening to this show every yeah. week. Live. Except not last week because I didn't do the show last week. Um, you, I'll, I'll add a title to the next thing of mine you play. You can you can call it football. Okay, so that, if, when we get to number two, I will remember that, that that's called football. See if that excites any... <laughs> Twitter al- algorithms will or- distract people from the Super Bowl. Uh, so while we were listening to Will's recording, Carlos suggested that we talk about improvisation a little bit more in depth. Uh, oh, Christine has tweeted us. Let me just. <laughs> now I'm distracted by my Thank phone you, on air. Uh, yeah, so we can discuss sort of our our, uh, our backgrounds with improvisation. Like, do we have any sort of training? On yeah. the subject, what what do we think about when we improvise? Yeah, I mean, I was curious with the the one that we just heard. How, I mean, is it completely improvised, or especially since you're two people and there's some very clear changes at some point? How much of that is planned, or how much is it just reacting? Uh, none of it. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that was that was completely improvised. Um, uh, I, yeah, we definitely didn't plan anything. Um, I don't think we did on that. Like I, I remember several takes in, we started sort of saying, well, let's maybe, you know, think about a certain vibe okay. or like, but we never, there was no, you know, nothing was written down mm-hmm. or, you know, we maybe said, well, we've done a lot of this 
let's maybe like not use this certain technique or sound or something because yeah. we've already done a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's about as as far as any sort of preparations uh, mm-hmm. went for that particular thing. Um, of course, it's it's uh, it's easier to do that with Matt um, since we've played together so much over the last couple of years. Um, so even though it's like, I mean, I, I think this is maybe you know maybe true of imp- improvising and. In, in, Whatever context, I mean, like it, it um, you're still, even though I guess in free free improvisation, you're probably you know, I mean, people have a lot of different ideas about this, but uh, uh, you may be trying to run away from some of these things, but I think even if you're improvising, you're still dealing with certain um, contexts and idioms, uh, depending on what style of music that you're mm-hmm. playing. Um, I mean, so I've I have you know a decent amount of training and you know jazz playing which is certainly informed you know how i think about improvisation um uh but you know that's that's obviously a very different approach um compared to this so I, when i'm doing this sort of thing I, I i'm actually trying to in some ways uh forget a lot of that mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah avoiding your your tropes avoiding absolutely avoiding everything that you've played before which you know, even in this kind of sort of free noise, whatever you want to call it, um, cliches and tropes still emerge. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I kind of go through phases where a certain extended technique, you know, like it's a new sound, so I'm really excited about it, so I'll use it a lot. And then like a week later, I'm sick of it. Yeah. You know, like there's certain things that like because I I'm, I don't know I don't like to have rules, but I mean, at least in that setting. But one one of the things I, I like to think about is you know can I hear what I'm about to play hmm. uh, is and not, not to say that something uh, that you just do um, is invalid. Um, I mean, coming from a jazz standpoint, you know, there's generally speaking a, a, an emphasis on, you know, not playing things that you can't hear hmm. um, because then it's just sort of arbitrary. Right. Um, like sometimes if you listen to like a jazz piano solo, you can hear the pianist like humming yeah. the melody that they're about to play. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. But so in in like this style of improvisation you are trying to do the opposite? Is that what you're saying? No, um I'm I I still want to hear what I'm doing. You want to know sort like, of Obviously what I you're can't doing. really okay. sing, you know, what it sounds like when I'm <laughs> rubbing a super ball mallet over the body of my instrument. But you're imagining a sound yeah, before absolutely. before you play it, yeah. Um which the more you do that, the more you sort of experience these things and can play these things, I think honestly, but you also um, it also becomes easier for uh, cliches to emerge, hmm. certain tendencies, which I don't think are you know I'm not I wouldn't say to sort of net, you know um, always avoid those, but I I don't want to I just I just want to avoid doing things arbitrarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I want to hear what I'm about to play, and I don't like to play if I can't hear what everybody else is doing, hmm. which is why it's hard to find a good situation for this kind of music with more than a few people. Because if I can't hear everything that's happening around me, like how can I react in a way that's unless you're going for a sort of like we're going to like ignore each other mm-hmm. and play and then see what happens, at, you know, then listen back to it later. But I think that's a a different approach. Yeah, it's interesting for me because um, I mean I kind of came to free improv, but I've never played jazz, um, so I don't have the training at all and. 
And actually what you're describing about like trying to know how things are going to sound, I feel like when I do this kind of free improvisation, to me it's almost the opposite. In that like, I mean, especially since I'm using the, a lot of guitar pedals that are, and the ones that I feel like I, I end up using more are the ones that are more unpredictable. So I'm kind of excited about like turning the knobs and then turning on the pedal where mm-hmm. I don't know exactly what it's going to do. And then me reacting to that, that's also part of the improvisation. Or yeah. like detuning the strings in some random way. So like I don't really know what the note is going to be when I press this or that fret. And then I just need to react to that and make it sound like it's not random. Mm-hmm. Like build some kind of context to that decision to make it valid. Um, so I, I mean, which is not that different from what you're doing when you're playing with other people, you're also listening to what they're doing and then try to build some context around that. Yeah, I, I guess you could... I'm, I'm sort of thinking about everything that I just said. Um, <laughs> and yes, you were, wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. I'll run, I'll run it back. We can listen to the tape. <laughs> right. um, but you, you, you could like take what I said, I think, and... It, it might sound like that I'm sort of against random uh, occurrences, which is which is not. I mean, because it's just not true. Mm-hmm. A lot of preparations that I'll do to the instrument are incredibly yeah. uns- in, uh, mm-hmm. unpredictable. You know, when I like weave something in the strings, I don't really know what it's going to do. Right. Um, or you know, if just even in a more sort of standard playing approach, you know, if I'm if I'm working with some sort of uh, some harmonics or something, like yeah. certain partials are really unstable. Um. And especially if I'm, you know, improvising where there's a little bit more abandon, you know, like mm-hmm. stuff is not going to always quite happen. And sometimes that's the coolest stuff that is. That, so I, I I love that part of it too. Um, I, I don't know, may, maybe. Um, so that, that I realize that there's a bit of a contradiction there, and, and not maybe that's just what I was talking about before is maybe um, closer to how I felt about things when I first started really playing this kind of music because mm-hmm. of my more traditional background yeah um so maybe i'm slowly changing my mind no and i mean i think it would make sense that with your training um i mean considering that you actually know how to play the bass and that i'm still kind of winging it with guitar um i feel like i i try to find the things where it's not so obvious that i don't know what i'm doing because nobody knows what I'm doing in a way. <laughs> that makes sense. That's actually basically what we said before. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just be as yeah. weird as possible and then yeah. no one has a reference. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I feel like in my case, I don't know how much of th- of that tendency of trying to do things that I don't know exactly what they're going to sound is by choice and how much is just by, does what I have to do. Cause, mm-hmm. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess, yeah, I would say that I probably play violin way better than I play guitar and I don't feel very comfortable improvising with violin for some reason. Because mm. I feel like the, the, the proper technique and the, and the proper skills and... It's harder to get outside of your training yeah. on that instrument. Yeah. I mean, although now it could be interesting because like, I, I haven't really played violin for a couple of years, so maybe now it would be much more comfortable. Mm-hmm. How do you feel... So, Justin, how, mm-hmm. how do you get into this? And like, how... Where, can you relate more to what Will is saying? or? Well, I, I do have a bit of a jazz background. 
whereas you whereas am, Carlos yeah. does not. I keep pointing at people, which doesn't work on the radio. <laughs> um, I think the listeners can feel it. Yeah, you can tell who I'm pointing at, yes. right, everyone? So they just have to pay the extra to see the, the YouTube live <laughs> Yeah, we should set up like a, a website where people have to pay money. Yeah. Um, I don't think we can do that using university <laughs> assets. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I do have a bit of a jazz background, but I was never like particularly good at jazz improvisation. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not great at following chords like changes uh so i sort of reacted against that so i'm a little bit more of like a stream of consciousness kind Mm -hmm. of improviser which probably again pointed me toward more towards the experimental side because i'd rather like find new stuff to do rather than like correctly play jazz (laughs) you know (laughs) like it's i don't want to practice is pretty much it (laughs) um i mean i I love jazz but like to play like traditional jazz or even like music that would be recognized as jazz i'm just not very good at it you know Mm -hmm. and i don't i'm not interested enough in it to get good at it yeah if that makes sense Mm -hmm. so yeah i'm also a little bit more on the like I may not know what I'm about to play. Let's just try this combination of okay. keys pressed down and see what happens. Or like, I'm, you've seen me do stuff like, uh, like tap the the metal hook of my neck strap against the bell of my saxophone and just yeah. stupid things like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, which sometimes are very nice because like I, I've seen you do things either by accident or like really you had no idea what it was going to sound and then just look at each other and be like, oh, that was a really cool sound. And then you just keep doing it. Hey, it worked, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, but I mean, in a way, then you, you're kind of like legitimizing the accident. Um, right, which actually is something that people told me when they were trying to teach me how to play jazz. It's like, if you make a mistake, just, oh, do, just it, do it, just it, do it again. Yeah. And then it seems like it's on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. It, it's interesting... Um, you know, because jazz is why I started being serious about music to begin with. So it's like a huge part of my musical identity. Yet it, I don't, it's not really what I'm interested in doing right now. Mm-hmm. So I have a very, very intense existential crisis that I'm <laughs> currently working, working my way through by hitting my bass with mallets. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I will just like a one note, like jazz is a lot bigger than I implied with what I was saying. Like it's, there, yeah. are, there are jazz traditions, but there's also like a oh, wide world of jazz where, mm-hmm. <laughs> where the stuff I said doesn't really apply. Sure, sure. Um, so like even if like you know I, well even though they're both very improvisatory, you know I, you know the, some of the stuff that that we do, um, like well, you know the three of us together, or mm-hmm. you know solo, or even you know just the way I happened to, to improvise on, on the gig that I had last week, you know they're. They're, they feel, they don't feel related hmm. to me in terms of like what part of my creative self am I sort of like honoring here? Like, I mean, they're, they're just different facets. So like, that's something that's always been kind of frustrating. And I like for me, um, you know, just all these different things that I, that I do that don't really feel related to one another. Yet, I mean, they're still I'm improvising. So You're still, like, doing the same physical actions. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, there's got to be some way to, to, you know, find a more unified approach to, mm-hmm. to, to playing. So that's, um, so a lot of everything that we're talking about 
I'm thinking about a lot right now because I've, you know, sort of my relationship with with jazz music is is complicated. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's funny because actually, like, I mean, the two. So apart from when I'm playing with you guys, um, so yeah. By the way, for those of you who don't know, like the three of us, we do have a project called Wombat. Yeah, it's Wombat. We've uh, performed together, I believe, twice. Twice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But probably more in the future yeah. after I'm not so busy with other stuff. We should, <laughs> we should set up some more gigs, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, I feel like a lot of the times that I've improvised was actually in like rock metal bands that then also just had like that noise. Side. Oh, we didn't even really talk about that, that you've played in metal bands. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, do, we have, do we have any of those recordings? Uh I don't have them on my computer. Oh, okay. No, it's okay. Um, but yeah, like... People need to know, Carlos. Yeah, pretty much like on every band that I've had, like many of the songs, half of it is just like some noise improvisation. So to me, there was not so much of a difference between mm-hmm. like when we were just playing the, the song that was written and then when it goes into we're just doing whatever and, and listening to each other. Um I mean, even though, like, of course, the, the actions and, and how you're playing is completely different, but I feel like, in a way, the, the band situation and the playing with the same people kind of makes it somehow more connected. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to take a break real quick to hear a Grant Spot, and uh, when we come back, I'm going to give you a Twitter update. <laughs> <laughs> Support for KRUI is provided by Little Village. Little Village is Iowa City's independent, community-supported news and culture publication. Little Village's event calendar connects readers with critical cultural opportunities. Through journalism, essays, and events, Little Village works to improve our community according to core values, affordability and access, economic and labor justice, environmental sustainability, racial justice, gender equity, quality health care, quality education, and critical culture. Little Village can be found in print editions at local businesses in Iowa City as well as online at littlevillagemag.com. Welcome back. Uh, this is I Hear I See. If you're just tuning in, uh, it's time for the Twitter update because I mentioned our Twitter like 10 times in the first half of the show. Uh, Christine Burke, who was a previous guest, has tweeted at me rather than at the I Hear I See account. She said, I won't choose a side in the Great Base debate, but wanted to make sure you had a comment. So, so Thank she's, you, Christine. she's just being nice. Uh, and I've got a couple of uh, tweets at the I Hear I See account. Take a stand. <laughs> I got two things from uh, Paleo Nath. Yeah, David. That's Byer. a friend of yours. Okay. Yeah. Oh, David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, David and I share an office. Oh, I've met David. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I know. I know him. Yeah. Hey, David. Sorry, I don't know your Twitter name, but I'll follow you after the show. Um, he says, "Beautiful music. I'm hoping we can hear quadruple the bass soon." Ooh, nice. Who cares about the Super Bowl? <laughs> and then uh, after I mentioned. Or after you brought up metal, uh, yeah. he said, "Let's hear some metal." Oh, so we'll have to get that on the show at yeah, some yeah, point. Yeah. We don't have it ready stuff. tonight, but Sorry, at some point we will. <laughs> uh, and that has been the Twitter update. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> Although David confessed that there is a big um, breach in our possible friendship because he's a jazz and hip hop guy, and I'm neither of those. <laughs> you are anti jazz and hip hop. Is that no, what that no, means? no, no. I'm fine with both. Uh, <laughs> Especially the combination. It's very generous of you. Thank you for being fine with them. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like it was just never on my plate, really. (laughs) Uh, 
how nice of you to approve of jazz. Yes, yes. So so gracious. I, I don't despise jazz or hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> Close call there. I was worried. <laughs> okay, so if we are uh, if we're planning on ending the show at eight, which is the usual the yeah. usual plan, um, do we want to hear any more recordings? Um. Yes, sure. But uh, I've got a really short one from Carlos called Speed. Oh yeah, Would that be yeah, a good yeah that's a good one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's a fixed media. This is part of the um, twenty four twenty four uh, project. So every year we do this car marathon thing where you have twenty four hours to write a piece, and then people have twenty four hours to practice it. In this case, it was for dancers, so I just did a fixed media. Right. So that's what we're going to hear. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and real quick, I just want to shout out the twenty four plus twenty four project was initiated by i believe brian pankrat and jason palomara my first year studying here oh i think it was the two of them maybe more than just them but but i gave them credit at least (laughs) okay so here's speed written by our friend carlos
was Speed, a fixed media piece by Carlos Catayo Solaris, who's here in the studio with us. Uh, we've determined we have time to play probably one more recording tonight. Uh, so, Will, this is going to be the improvisation labeled two. And I think this is going to put you on top for the bass competition. Oh, yeah. There was a distinct lack of bass. <laughs> uh, sorry, what was the name of the second bassist that was playing on this? Uh, Matt Nelson. Matt Nelson, okay. He has so, a solo record that you can buy from ooh, him. Nice. Everybody should look, look him up. Yeah, that's Matt Nelson, spelled Matt Nelson, as yep. you would expect. And bass, not yeah. Matt Nelson saxophone, even though he's great too. <laughs> All right, so here is uh, number two from those guys.
All right, that was number two by Will Yeager and Matt Nelson. Did I say the name right? Uh, yeah. It's Matt Nelson? Yes. Okay. Is it, I, say, <laughs> I thought you were talking about number two. Oh, oh. <laughs> yes, you well, said that's, number two. That's right. not a real title. But uh, <laughs> again, if you have ideas for a title for the piece that was just played, please, um, please tweet at I Hear I See. <laughs> Uh, hashtag this would be a good title for this one and then whatever your title is um, the hashtag has to be there or I'm not going to read it that's not true well we're almost done anyways <laughs> you're probably not going to read well, it well that's fine okay so we've got a couple of minutes left I'm going to plug some stuff real quick um, as I mentioned uh, I Hear I See is primarily a concert series and we've got a few shows coming up February 23rd we'll be at the High Ground Cafe at 8pm uh, Carlos is solo hosting that one. I'm not going to be available. Boo. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, so far, we have a couple of people lined up. I can tell you about uh, Purchase will be playing at that one. Mm-hmm. He's uh, an electronic musician in the area. And uh, our friend Gabby Vanek, I believe, will be playing a solo set because Will told us he can't be there. <laughs> uh, she's a bassoonist <laughs> and experiments with lots of electronic stuff. She's really cool. Uh, March 30th, we'll be at the Java House at 8 p.m. Uh, we've got Christian Kripe lined up for that one. He's... Uh, repeat I hear I see guest um, and kaleidoscope who are uh, sort of like a funkish band I think I don't remember the genre that they they were themselves describing with. themselves as soul gaze soul like, gaze like soul right. music and yeah uh, shoe gaze yeah it's pretty cool yeah, yeah I listen yeah, to a cool. lot of it yes yeah, a duo um, I think bass and voice one person and then the other person is playing guitar and they have a bunch of backing tracks or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then April 20th, we'll be at High Ground again at 8 p.m. And then May 5th, uh, we're still kind of working out the details yeah. on this one. It'll be, that one's on a Saturday. It'll be sometime in the afternoon. We're looking at outdoor venues. Um, I'll I'll announce it on the show when we have all of the stuff lined up. Um, other unrelated plugs, um, I am playing saxophones and clarinets for Wild Party, a musical at Theater Cedar Rapids, which has one more weekend going. Uh, that'll be February 8th through 10th. So that's Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of this week. Um, I don't know. It's pretty good. The music is hard. It's the hardest show I've played for them so far. <laughs> so come listen to me working harder than usual. Uh, <laughs> and then later this month, um, there's a dancers and company performance, which has music by me and Jason Palomara, who is my frequent collaborator who you've heard on the show before. Um, that's I think four performances. Yeah. February 21st through the 24th. So we will be playing that lots of times, lots of opportunities. Um, and then on February 25th, there is a center for new music concert at Voxman which Will Yeager, who is here on the mic, will be performing bass at. Uh, and what's the name of the piece that you're playing on again? Uh, so uh, we're doing, uh, I'm not playing on this, but we're doing Ligeti's Piano Concerto. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're also doing um, Kurtag's uh, Rukblik. And that's the one that you're playing? Yes, yeah. it's a quartet. Sweet. Uh, okay, yeah, so that's all of the show plugs that I have. Do you guys have anything else you want to mention before we go? No, I don't think so. All right, I think we're set. Um, we have a website. It's IHearIC.com. The bottom of that website has links to our Facebook page, Twitter account, YouTube page. The YouTube page has, like, hundreds of videos on it <laughs> that you should watch. Um, and we've also... I've been uploading these radio shows as a podcast, and there are links to the iTunes page, Google Play page, and a website that nobody really uses called Mixcloud. But I, I like... 
I today when I was listening to the when I was listening to some parts of this show, I was actually using that one. I don't know why. Well, it's it's really simple. Like you yeah. can you can embed the oh, the little player. That's pretty much why I did it is because I can oh. embed it on the okay. I hear I see website. Okay, but it's okay. really yeah, it's a nice website. I Mixed think I basically Cloud. just like the logo, and maybe I thought it was SoundCloud for a moment based on the logo. Yeah, so I just clicked <laughs> on that one. <laughs> yeah, it's another one of those cloud sites. Yeah, so uh, here's a, pl- a general plug for Mixcloud. It's a nice, <laughs> it's a nice website. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you like what you heard tonight, you know, check us out online. And I do this show most Sunday nights at seven on KRUI. So tune in in the future. Um, these guys will be back at some point. We're talking about doing like a real wombat performance on the radio, which will be really interesting, I'm sure. Uh, and I'm gonna try to have try to have more guests on too. All right. So good night, everybody. Thank you for listening. You're listening to the University of Iowa's student-run radio, 89.7 FM. Come on. Where are we going now? I'm the air. That's right. I'm the air 24 hours a day. Your sound alternative, KRUI, Iowa City.